cut it on me, I'ma cut a fool. Calling all the steppers to the front. You ready for the show? Hey, it's on. We always number one when you get thump. They think Rick was coming home. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 194 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Monday. Happy MLK Day. Okay. Some of y'all may not be at work today like your boy. I'm not at work. I'm at home. I know a lot of y'all had to go to work today. Good luck and God bless with that. I can't relate, but I'm at the crib, so you know I had to get it in. All right. Uh, just a couple house cleaning things. New schedule, strict schedule. Like we're sticking to this. It's a holiday. I'm off today, so I, I gave y'all an episode today. But from here on out, episodes will be dropping two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can expect to hear me on Tuesday. Excuse me, Tuesdays and Saturdays. You can expect to hear me once again on Tuesdays and Saturdays, unless I have you know like a day off, um, you know, school or anything like that. Schedule won't change, but you can expect me to see hear me Tuesdays and Saturdays, okay? Um, I wasn't here the last week, but we're not, you know, it's okay. I'm here now, okay? Um, yeah, man, let's let's keep moving because Wild Card Weekend was something. It was something, you know, super Wild Card Weekend, and it's not over. We have a game tonight. We have the Cowboys taking on the Bucks. Uh, we're gonna get into that later. But um, <laughs> where to start, man? I'm happy that the Giants beat the Vikings. I, I really am. I'm so glad the Giants beat the Vikings. I knew the Vikings were going to fold. And then the way they were acting last week after the Packers lost, I just didn't like that. Like, I understand, you know, we embarrassed y'all. We did embarrass y'all. We were gritty in on y'all. And, and yeah, y'all were, y'all were hurt about that. I get it. I really do. I do get it. Right? I understand that. But y'all laughing and stuff after the Lions beat us. Oh, and we're going to talk about that, too. I'm not ducking that smoke. Don't think that's why I took took the day off last week. No, no, no. We're going to get into that. But, yeah, man. And and I was happy to see them lose. You know, always, they were, I was talking, oh, yeah, Kirk Cousins undefeated at home. Bro. Like, fam, that's regular season. It's the playoffs. Danny Dimes and them boys, I, don't, I just did not see them losing yesterday at all. And they went in there and handled business. And Kirk Cousins threw a check down on fourth and forever to, loot, to you know, to try to win the game, but hey, that's what Kirk Cousins does. He loses big games. We know that, man. We know primetime Kirk ain't him. I mean, oh, and then what did Jeff Justin Jefferson do yesterday? Street said he had one catch. I fell asleep on the game. Woke up and saw uh, like the last five minutes, but I didn't see no no Justin Jefferson highlights. Tough scene. Uh, yeah, but man, I, I just had a feeling I knew the Giants were going there and, and beat them, uh, so I was glad they did. And then I was loving the Packers petty after the game, all the players being petty towards the Vikings. Loved it, loved to see it. Can't stand the Vikings. Uh, but sad that the Dolphins lost. I was rooting for them, man. I wanted the Dolphins to beat the Bills. I'm sorry, but I did. Uh, Skylar Thompson, he played a game, not a great game, but he played a game, and he did as much as he could under the circumstances. Uh, it was a couple throws that he should have made, but his receivers weren't helping him, man. Waddle and Hill, a lot of drops yesterday, and that was just really bad. Really bad for your rookie quarterback in this big spot here. But they fought hard. They, they fought as hard as they could. Don't know if that was a first down to win the game, but we'll talk about that later too. 
anything else happen that you know we're not gonna dive deep into over the wild card weekend? Mm, nah, no, 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 no. I, I mean, look, man, I already knew what time it was with the 49ers. I already knew. Listen, it's MLK weekend. Geno Smith is a starting quarterback for the Seahawks. If y'all thought Nick Bosa wasn't going to show out, y'all wrong. Okay, y'all already knew what type of time he was on this weekend. Come on, fam. But no, all jokes aside, man, Brock Purdy is a guy. I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, I already knew what time it was with the 49ers and the Seahawks. I mean, shout out to Geno for getting them far, getting them into the playoffs. Even though they needed help, they still had a good season. And, you know, I'm happy for Geno making it to the playoffs. But... And he fought. They fought as long as they could as well. But that was just inevitable, man. The 49ers were inevitable that game. I just think they were. I think they were. Um, but anything else? Uh, oh, Derek Carr said goodbye to the Raiders. I don't know if you guys saw that. But, uh, yeah, he said goodbye to the Raider, Raiders uh, last week. And then I saw him on TikTok at church talking about it. Derek Carr, don't know how long left he has at playing quarterback. But, boy, he could be my pastor. I'm not even joking, bro. Like, that man is deep in the word, and I, could, I felt everything he was saying. So, Derek Carr, if you, if you get your own church, hey, man, I'll be there. All, I'm so serious right now, bro. So serious. But, uh, yeah, that, that situation in, in Vegas is going to play out interestingly enough come February. So, I'll keep my eye on that. Uh, but... Let's get into the meat and potatoes of things, man. We got to start. I'm going to start with uh, the Ravens and Bengals last night and, and, and the Lamar, all of it. I, I want to start there because um, there's a lot to talk about. So let's jump right into that. Let's start with Lamar. All right. That's what we, we have to start with Lamar. Uh, he didn't travel with the team. He was not at the game last night. We know that earlier, uh, by the back half of last this past week, he was ruled out for the game on Sunday night. And then conversations started swirling about him and his injury and, you know, stuff like that. So, I don't know. Did he delete the tweets? Let me go see if he deleted the tweets. Give me one moment because this is key. The tweets are key to this entire. Oh, yeah, yeah. This still up three days ago, right? Thank you for thank you everyone for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade two sprain on the borderline of a strain three. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee and uh, surrounding my knee and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with uh, treatments and the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys and more than anything, but I can't give it 100 percent of myself. To my guys and fans, I'm still hopeful we have a chance. So, I don't know if Lamar, you know, came up with that himself or his mom's, but that was very PR. PR, very PR spin, right? So, we get that, and then they bring it up to Harbaugh, and he, like, dismisses it. He basically dismissed it, like, oh, you know, not really hearing about that or didn't see the tweets and, just the, the nonchalant way he responded to the question about the tweets just, it told me a lot, man. It was very telling. Very telling. And it just feels like there's now a real rift between Lamar, Harbaugh, and the Ravens brass. I think this contract situation has showed a lot, man. Showed a lot. Look at 
around and guys starting to get paid. Roquan Smith, $100 million. Guy you guys just traded for a couple weeks ago who has been good for you. And has he was great in Chicago and has been good for the Ravens so far. But that's not your franchise quarterback. I don't know why the Ravens are still in this defense wins championships type of mode. Fam, it's not 2000. Does not matter how well your defense plays these days. If you can't score points, you will not win. I.e., what happened last night. Because the Ravens' defense played very well. We'll talk about that. But if you're Lamar, you're looking around and you see who else. Oh, Justin Tucker got paid this offseason. This past offseason. And then Roquan Smith gets this big deal. In the while the season's still going, he didn't even have to wait till the offseason to get his deal. They they re-signed him. They signed him to his deal before the playoffs started. In season, after they stopped negotiations with Lamar. In season, so if I'm Lamar, I'm looking at that. You see tweets with uh you know the, the way Harbaugh replied to the tweets. All right, the Ravens weren't giving us a real update on Lamar. They were really keeping things under wraps. But Lamar said, yo, here's the deal. Check it out. From the man himself. I'm telling y'all what's going on. I'm telling y'all how I'm feeling. I'm telling y'all what my injury is like. I'm telling y'all why I'm not on the field. I don't think Lamar's lying. I don't. If the man is not right, he's not right. And I don't know where this whole slap a brace on it and play thing came from. But fam. Listen to what Michael Vick had to say about Lamar. He, he figures they, they don't want to pay him. So, but like but, Coach say, like you just said, it's the playoffs, man. You three, yeah, game, you three yeah. games away. Put a brace on it. Get it going. And look. Put a brace it, on it. Let's it, go. Well, it's hard to say that, though. Right. If we don't know. If he's really not hurt. Right. I, don't I don't know the extent played, of his injury. I played you know the whole mean? season on a on spring MCL, so. Yeah, I understand you know, if he's not ready. Whole season. But with Char- a lower Char- body injury, he's going to be up in the press box. He's not going to be on the field for me. Charles. And it's ironic because if you look at the history of things, you look at what RG3 tried to do. RG3, who got hurt playing the Ravens, went on to wildcard weekend and slapped the knee brace on his knee, and what happened to him? It was never the same. It was never the same. And I was glad that he came out and spoke out. And that was all everybody was saying when they when the Michael Vick clip was surfacing and everything. Michael Vick, please, bro. Come on, Mike. Come on. Come on, fam. I don't care if it's the playoffs. I don't care if you're three away from winning the Super Bowl. I do not care. Health is wealth. I'm not going to tell that man to put a knee brace for maybe – Maybe we win. Maybe we beat the Bengals. There's no guarantee they beat the Bengals if Lamar plays with a brace. Because we know Lamar. We know his game is speed. If he was not 100%, he was not going to be that effective. It didn't matter. And not only that, you're risking deeper injury. A sprain can turn into a tear. And now we're talking about how many months worth of recovery. Now we don't even know if this man is going to be able to start the next season. Not only that, he's not under a big contract. So you're telling me that Lamar should have went out there, risked his knee for maybe one win against the Bengals. Okay, cool. Maybe they do win against the Bengals. Are they going to go out and beat, who was it, the Chiefs next week? I don't think so. Not when Lamar is not 100% himself with that high of a risk of re-injury. So, Mike Vick, you got to, no, 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 don't agree with that. 
And then we don't know if Lamar even wants to be a Raven anymore. So if I'm Lamar, I there was no way I was going out there. I don't care if I was 98%. I, I could have been 99.5%. I still need that 0.5 for me to be me. I'm not going out there without no big deal. No way. No way. My my funds, my life outside of this game is not secure enough for me to be able to go out there and play for an organization who does not see my value. Point blank. Point blank. The Ravens don't see Lamar's value. They don't. They don't. They don't. So, Lamar doesn't play. It's not playing. So now we they 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 had to roll with Tyler Huntley. All right, cool. Knowing you have to go with your second string quarterback, who has not been the greatest for you, instead of making the game easier on him and and, and trying to run the ball to your best abilities, you force this man to keep throwing. Greg Roman will pay for his crimes, bro. I'm watching a game. I seen this man do a counter to Mark Andrews. Why are you taking the carries away from JK and Gus with Mark Andrews? What are you doing? I mean, he's throwing balls. Two pass plays went to Patrick Ricard. What are you doing? What are you doing? Before the game, man, I'm like, yo, J.K. and Gus need to have 20 touches each. J.K. Dobbins, 13 carries. Gus Edwards, 12 carries. Tyler Huntley, 29 pass attempts, 17 completions. No, no, that was not the winning formula. The winning formula was to have both of your star running backs, both of your workhorses, to have 20-plus carries. They would have been fine. I promise they would have been okay. They, I'm, I'm sure they wanted the ball. I'm sure they did. If you don't believe me, listen to J.K. Dobbins. He'll tell you. Tough, you know, um, I'm, I'm a guy that feels like if, if I'm on the field all the time, then I can help this team win. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, and it's the playoffs. Why am I not out there all the time? So that's all I got to say about that. What's your only focus this offseason, J.K.? I'm going to get back to my old self. I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna be better. I'm be better. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good to see. How do you when you look at the season? Obviously, it kind of ups and downs. Are you encouraged with the way that you finished it? Yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, very encouraging. You know, show people like the scope was it was amazing thing to do, and I show people that just keep doubting me because I had an injury. Nothing can hold me down with God. So I'll be back next year. I'll be better. How do you move past the frustration of not being the guy down to the, down, down to the goal? I should be the guy. I'm tired of holding that back. I'm tired of that. 12, it's the playoffs. I'm tired of holding that back. Let's go win the game. I'm tired of holding back on that. I'm tired of that. Did you, did you say that to anybody? Yeah, that? I did. I'm tired of I'm tired of it. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, like, 
I'm a playmaker. I'm a, I'm a guy that my teammates feed off me when I'm on the field. I should be out there all the time. You know what I'm saying? But that's just not the case how I go here. From the man himself. From the man himself. Why am I not out there? I'm a playmaker. I should be on the field. It's the playoffs. These are very key words. Very telling, bro. I don't know what's going on in that in in that locker room or in those meeting rooms with Harbaugh and, and Greg Roman. I don't I don't know. But this offense last night that was a mess. That was a mess. You got an opportunity to put the Bengals away because I truly believe 17-17, the way the Bengals were playing in the second half, the way the Ravens' defense was playing in the second half, the Ravens punched that in. The final score is 24-17, Baltimore on top. You're two yards out. I mean, a long two yards out. Instead of giving the ball to Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins, you decide to send Tyler Huntley over the top and try to dunk it Basically from the damn free throw line. And Logan Wilson met him at the rim. And then Sam Hubbard took it to the crib. Game over. Game. Crazy thing is, the game didn't have to be over right there. But the way that Greg Roman was calling plays and the way that Harbaugh was managing the clock on that last drive, that was the game. It's sad because J.K. Dobbins also touched on the fact that Tyler Huntley didn't have, he shouldn't have been in that position to begin with, which is true. There's no way you, you do that. No way. And he's not a big guy. He, that's not Josh Allen. He shouldn't have been old going over top. You give the ball to your running back and you punch it in. I don't, I don't understand, man. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. The play calling just sucks. The clock management sucks. Fam, you got two timeouts, but the clock is just ticking, ticking, ticking. It's so bad that your last play of the game, you got Huntley scrambling. He can't even stay on his damn feet. He has some of the worst footwork I've ever seen from a quarterback. He just launches it to the heavens. And you, you had a guy almost make a play on it, but we knew that wasn't going to happen. I don't know, man. I don't know. And I'm really starting to not like the harbor. No, Jim, I'm I'm cool with Jim. Jim, my guy. Even though he folds in big time, I, I, I can still rock with Jim. But John, I didn't like his little first quarter interview last night. He's real spicy. I mean, he's just a real nonchalant guy. Like, I don't know. I just don't like him. And if he does decide to keep Greg Roman around, if I'm Lamar, I say, no, I'm gone. Because at this point, it's either him or me. That's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm feeling. You get rid of Wink Martindale this past offseason. Where he at right now? He's going to the second round with his Giants. You keep Greg Roman on your offensive side. Granted, you know, it's two different sides of the ball. But still, just making an example of we're letting go of the wrong guy. You keep Greg Roman. And now look at you. You're at the crib. You're home. One and done. I just don't understand it. But if I'm Lamar, I'm looking around. I see they're not running the ball when they're supposed to. They're not getting me any help. Sammy Watkins, Jesus Christ. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Jackson, wow. They're, y'all not taking me serious. Y'all, y'all, y'all not trying to win with Lamar. You're, you're not. 
So if I'm Lamar, and the first thing I saw this morning when I woke up from Bleacher Report is the Ravens still playing on franchise tagging that man. I'm not signing that. Nope. Trade me. Trade me. Get out of there, Lamar. Please get out of there while you, while you still can. The Jets. The Dolphins. Hell, the Raiders. There are teams that are looking for quarterbacks at this point. Maybe the Packers. Hey, I don't, I don't know. If Rodgers is done, bring Lamar to me, please. Thank you. Like, like for real, bro. The, the, get out of here. Leave. These, these, these clowns are not trying to win, bro. They're not. They're not trying to win. Because if John Harbaugh is going to keep Greg Roman instead of getting rid of him, which, who is obviously the problem, then you're a part of the problem, John. You're a part of the problem. You are. You're a part of the problem. And Lamar, now, missing time this year and last year doesn't look good for negotiations. But injuries happen. Who cares? Y'all can't win without me. Point blank. That's why, honestly, I was like, I was rooting for the Ravens, but I wanted them to lose last night because I, was, I really just wanted them to see the true value of Lamar. Even J.K. said it himself. J.K. Dobbins said if we had Lamar, we'd win that game, which is probably true. Nine times out of ten, it's very true. But he wasn't out there. You had Snoop Huntley, who played to the best of his ability. I don't know... I, I I know at, at some point, you know, there are Ravens fans out there. Oh, you know, maybe we save money and just roll with Huntley. Oh, good luck with that. I promise next season you won't win more than five games if you think that's the answer. If you think letting Lamar walk and rolling with number two is the answer, you'll see why he is the number two on the team, truly. If you didn't see it last year, if you didn't see it this year, if you didn't see it last night, you'll just see that, fam, there's no replacing. There is no replacing a talent like that Lamar is one of one yes you can have another running quarterback but that's not Lamar and the Ravens I don't think they understand that you you don't you don't pay him this offseason you watch year before you watch guys like you know Josh Allen get money you watch Kyler Murray get money Deshaun Watson got money in this offseason more than likely Justin Herbert is going to get money Joe Burrow is going to get money when Lamar going to get his bag? Everybody else getting paid. When I'm getting paid? And John, look what happened in Arizona. They paid their quarterback. They paid their quarterback. Things weren't going right with him and Cliff. You 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 might be on your way to Thailand with Cliff, bro. Uh, you and you and Cliff might be on your little spiritual journey together. Because John, honestly, bro, I think it's time for you to go. You are just about uh, just as much a part of the problem as Greg Roman is at this point. You are. Get out. Bye. Skedaddle. Maybe we should go work for your brother in, in Michigan if he's staying. But if I'm Lamar, man, and they try to talk that franchise tag BS, you want me to go out here and play on a franchise tag? No. Trade me. Trade me. Trade me. Because I'm, I, I got to go. I got to go. I, I can't stay here. And deal and deal with this. I can't. I, there's no way y'all gonna keep treating me like I'm average. Treat me like I'm just a regular quarterback or a regular player. Like I'm not a once in a lifetime type of talent that that y'all have seen. Like y'all literally need me. Like there's no way, man. 
there's no way. You know what I mean? And and Lamar, you know, I hope I hope he knows his worth because obviously he does. But if I'm him, I'm out of there. Request a trade. What what would AB say that one time? Trade me. Let's find out. Point blank, man. Point blank. Um, but hey, man, Ravens did all they could last night under the circumstances. They they, they played a much better ball game than I expected. You know, they, they, they didn't let the Bengals run all over them and blow them out. So that was that was something. But more victories don't get you Super Bowl rings. Just saying. Just saying. Um, now from Sunday night, let's move. Let's backtrack to Saturday night. Let's talk about that Chargers and Jaguars game, man. We, we how oh my God, what a game. So, listen. <laughs> I don't care what the score was. I didn't care that it was 27-7 at the half. I knew, said it on Twitter, said it in a group message, Brandon Staley is going to find a way to lose this game. I already knew. I did not care. Fam, Trevor Lawrence could have threw 10 picks in the first half. It did not matter. It did not matter at all. Like, let's look at the multiple times this past, this, this season, the Jaguars have pulled off a comeback. All right? This is not their first time. Week 9 against the Raiders, they're down by 17, came back and won. Week 12 against the Ravens, they're down by 9, came back and won. Week 15 against the Cowboys, down by 17, came back and won. Week 18 against the Titans, down by 10, came back and won. In the wild card round of the playoffs, they were down 27 points. 27. And went on the score, 31. Only to be answered by three points. They went on a twenty-eight to three one, a twenty-eight to three run. It was always the Jags, man. Always, always, always. You talk about the Jaguars, man, and the certain things that happened in that game. Doug Peterson, what a coach! What a coach! What a coach, man. You know, he he comes down to Duval, shows everybody that last year it wasn't Trevor Lawrence, it was Urban Meyer, and boom, here we are. They're on their way to the divisional round. Okay? They're on their way to the divisional round. Short memory for Trevor Lawrence, bro. Four interceptions in the first half. It looked like he was seeing demons, ghosts, seeing things that weren't there, but somehow in the second half he pulled himself together. He pulled himself together. Okay, played a flawless second half. Flawless. Flawless. On his first seven drives in the, fir- in the first half, he completed 5 of 18, 35 yards, four interceptions. In his playoff debut, it was looking like, oh, my God, wow, are the lights too bright? Turn them off. Turn them off. That's what it was looking like. But then on his last five drives, 23 of 29, 253 yards and four touchdowns. Literally, polar opposite of what we saw in the first half trevor lawrence him him jones hemi turner him mcgraw him ross he's him he's him that that's something that wow man you got that's gonna be talking about for a long time for a long time especially if that 
catapults the Jags to a, a deep run in the playoffs. Because I, I think that right there, the way that momentum works, they are on top of the world right now. And we'll see what happens this weekend. We'll talk about that on uh, Saturday, though. But they they were built for this. This is the team that was built for this. They were built to play from behind. They've done it multiple times. They've done it multiple times. They're built to play that way. So when you ask the question, you know, who deserves more credit for the loss? I'm excusing for the win. You got to say the Jags, man. You can't just give the Chargers all the credit in the world because they can't hold a lead or they can't play a football game. Even though we should take a look at how they lost. All you had to do was run the ball, get first downs, take time off the clock. Herbert threw for 134 yards, zero touchdowns in the second half. Eckler didn't gain a single yard on the ground in the last two quarters of the game. Offense only put up three points after they were up by 20. You look at the their last uh their drives, right? Seven plays, 37 yards, a punt, 2 minutes, 32 seconds. Seven plays, 45 yards, field goal, 2 minutes, 13 seconds. Then their longest drive of the game of the second half, 14 plays, 58 yards, ended in a missed field goal. They took 6, six minutes, 57 off the clock. Last, last drive of the game, three plays, five yards, then a punt, 2 minutes, 16. Fan. You had... Joey Bosa getting a penalty, a big penalty, you know, and then that right there resulted in Doug Peterson going for two to make it a two-point game. And, you know, five minutes later, boom, a field goal to win the game. Right. (sighs) You know, let's stay on the charges real quick, though. When Anthony Lynn got fired and, and they gave Brandon Staley this job, they thought Brandon Staley was the savior. But a couple seasons in, I can't tell the difference. Clock management, play calling. I I don't know, fam. I don't know. I can't I can't tell the difference. The only difference between Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley is their skin color at this point. I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. It's true, man. It's so true. And then a conversation needs to be had about Justin Herbert. I don't know. I mean, I know Mike Williams wasn't out there, but you still had Keenan Allen. Uh, Gerald Everett was playing well. I mean, you, you still had guys to throw to. You still have Austin Eckler in the backfield to throw to as well, but you couldn't put him away? You couldn't put him away. And, I mean, you've had dry spells and not throwing touchdowns all throughout the season. When you talk about the young guns in the league right now, I don't know if Herbert, we should be mentioning him in conversations with Joe Burrow, with Josh Allen, with Lamar, with Pat Mahomes. I don't think he's in those conversations anymore. I think he's more on the Kyler Murray side of things. You know, this is his playoff debut, and it was not a good one in the second half. Started off good, but... You know, if if football was a two-quarter game, the Chargers would have won. Chargers would have won that game if it was a two-quarter game. But unfortunately for them, there are four quarters in football. You got to play all four quarters to win. Chargers couldn't do that. They couldn't do that. But Brandon Staley, um, 
Lombardi, the the offensive coordinator, those guys, I'm they are they look very funny in the light, man. They look hilarious because how do you not run the football? I mean, we've seen this time and time again. You would have thought that the way that the Falcons blew that twenty eight three lead on the biggest stage in football, you would have thought we would have never seen a second half collapse like that again. You would have thought that it would have been over. We would have. That would have been a blueprint for never going away from the run and getting, you know, getting what the defense gives you and just getting first downs and taking as much time off the clock as possible. You would have, you would think that, but then we 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 see continued collapses. We watched the Colts blow a thirty-three to what nothing lead against the Vikings, and then Saturday night, you were up twenty-seven nothing, twenty-seven-seven at the half. Final score ends up being thirty-one to thirty. That is a I know problem. this is tough because you guys are. I mean, you guys are you James, guys are a lot connected. of crime. Listen, listen to this hurt, Can man. Can you put it into words? I don't even have any words for it right now. Like I said, I've been playing football 21 years, and I ain't never felt like this. Give it my all every day. I mean, we give it our all. The guys left it on the line, and we just can't get it done in the second half. I mean. We played hard, got turnovers, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, it's definitely disbelief because it's like everybody like to say it's part of the business, but you have four touchdowns, you're supposed to win every game you play. And I feel like it's there's no reason we shouldn't have got that done today. There were, I don't know if I've ever seen a game with plus five turnover differential and, and lose. It, it came in bunches in the first half. Um, where did it go wrong? Like I said, I've been playing 21 years, and I've never, I've never seen it. We was making plays in the red, in making plays, but we just ain't, we ain't doing enough in the second half. I, I, I feel like we was making plays. Felt like you say five turnovers. I feel like that's enough to win any game we play, but we didn't get any in the second half, and we all we needed was one stop, and we couldn't get that done. You know it's real when you start telling people how long you've been doing something and the amount of time you've been doing. All my years, I've been doing it for 50-something years. That's how you know you messed up. You messed up. When somebody get to telling you how long they've been doing something and how they ain't never seen nothing like this before, yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Don't know how you solve it, but you got to solve it somehow this offseason. Um, so as far as the question goes, who deserves more credit for the win? It's got to be the Jags, man. The Jags have done this before multiple times. This is not something they were new to, you know. And then Doug Peterson brought out the Philly special. The Philly special, the Duval special now. That's what it's called. Fourth and one, a minute 28 left. And boom. Did a, a dialed up a sweep to Travis Etienne, 25 yards, and ended up being a game winner for the Jaguars, man. What, what a play call. That's, that's how you know. You're in the playoffs. When when you when you start calling plays like that to win the game, you deserve to be there. Know what it reminded me of? Reminded me of what I saw last week in Lambeau. Not from Matt LaFleur. No, 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 no. From Dan Campbell. He played aggressive. He played to win. He played balls to the wall. That's what he did. And that's what Doug Peterson did on Saturday night, man. That's exact that's exactly what he did. That's what he did. 
And the Jags won because of it. You know? At at no point, I don't honestly I don't think at any point in that game, anybody on that Jaguar sideline felt like they were gonna lose. I just felt they all they, they just had too much confidence, too much experience being in that position this uh this season. They felt like we're gonna win this game. We're gonna find a way to win. And that's exactly what they did. That's what they did. And they found a way to win. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Hell of a game though. I was happy the Jags won. I like Trevor Lawrence. I think I think he's him. I really do. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Do do I really, really need to talk about having last week? We're off that man. The Packers lost. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I will talk about Aaron Rodgers in that the closer we get to his decision. But today I don't want to talk about that. I don't, man. I really don't. Because why should I? You know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. Let's talk about it. I might as well eulogize my boys. Let's do that. Now, we are gathered here today to lay to rest Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, their 20, what was that? 2022 to 2023 season. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Going into the Lions game, I, I can't say I had a bad feeling. I can't say I had any feeling. I felt good going into the game. But... It did feel like a playoff game, even though the Lions were eliminated. I think that they made them even more dangerous with the Seahawks winning that game. And then, you know, the Lions being eliminated from playoff contention. A lot of people were saying that's why the Lions and Packers game should have been the same time as the Seahawks and Rams game. Do I think that would have changed the result of either game? No. I think whatever was supposed to happen was going to happen. I didn't lose faith in the Packers throughout the season, even at four and eight. You know, it was all laid out, especially when the, everybody started losing. It was like, all right, you know, they got a chance to make something happen. And, you know, they got the opportunity at the end of the season to get into the playoffs and they let the opportunity slip away. So I can say I wasn't as I wasn't hurt. I wasn't I was like, whatever. You know, it was frustrating dealt with it it wasn't something that lingered throughout my week and made me not want to watch the uh wild card weekend it wasn't like that like you know a playoff loss hits different than just missing a playoffs like if it didn't feel like a playoff loss when it was essentially a playoff game so that yeah i was fine like i wasn't too bothered behind it, it was, uh you know good season at least you got there but the season was just bad all around like this wasn't a team that I thought was going to make a deep run into the playoffs, realistically. I mean, anything can happen when you get into the dance. Anything can happen, but they were going to run into the 49ers buzzsaw, and I I would have much rather have just dealt with not making it than the jokes that would have came if we would have lost to the 49ers again. So it is what it is. But let's get to Rodgers, man. You, you guys know I love Rodgers. I love Aaron, but... I was listening to the episode last year when the Packers lost to the 49ers, and I can say some of that sentiment, I still feel the same way. I felt the same way watching that game and the way that game finished, the same way I felt about the loss to the 49ers. I just I just don't know where he goes mentally when the Packers get punched in the mouth like that. But, fam, it I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. The defense, they played very well until they weren't able to anymore. I feel like holding the Lions to 20 points was great. Special teams, you got good special teams play. Same thing last year, man. The offense could not come through. Couldn't come through when they needed them. Could not come through. Once again, it's just like, I don't know what happened to Rodgers in the fourth quarter. I don't I don't know what happens to Packers' offense in the fourth quarter. Now, granted, there were a lot of drops, a lot of drops, a lot. And we already knew that, though. We knew our receiving core wasn't like that. We knew we had to play a perfect game. Everybody knows that, man. But Rodgers, his performance was not up to par. There were certain balls, certain throws that he could have put on guys. You know, we know, you know, the Aaron Rod- the Aaron Jones fumble, the Quay Walker penalty, and the the, the uh, Rasul Douglas penalties. There was a lot that happened in that game. The, the defense, you know, blowing the fourth and two that could have essentially ended the game for the Packers. There was a lot that happened in that game where you can't sit there and put all the blame on Aaron Rodgers. We know that. We know that, right? I, I do understand that. But when I look at, and these recent playoff losses with Rodgers, especially when you give him the ball back with five minutes, 41 seconds, and he can't do anything with it except throw an interception, that makes it, – it, it makes me question a couple things, man. You look at when the Packers need Aaron Rodgers most. They need their back-to-back MVP most. They need the guy who they paid all this money, the guy who may or may not be making $60 million guaranteed this next season if he chooses to play for the Packers uh, in 2023. Go back to the NFC title game, fourth quarter stats. 4 for 11, 54 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. 52.8 QBR. 2021 divisional game against the uh, 49ers last year. Four for seven, 17 yards, zero interception, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, 62 QBR. Week 18 versus Detroit. Two of six, 12 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, 2.8 QBR. I mean, look, man, look, the, the numbers are pretty damning, bro. Like, and the worst part about it is all three of these games were played at home, at the crib, at Lambeau, when it's cold out. Ooh, that Lambo mystique. It's all there, man. All he would talk about is, oh, you know, we at home, home, home. Bro, it don't matter if you can't perform. Once again, we are in the same position where your last throw, potentially, as a Packer at Lambeau Field is an effort ball into double coverage. Because you knew, who was he throwing to? Watson, you knew Watson wasn't open. He wasn't going to be able to make a play on that ball or even get a pass interference. You said, F it. I feel defeated. It's not going. Everything is not going my way. I'm throwing it up. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what's next for him. And honestly, fam, I hope he makes it quick. Like, I'm at the point where I'm just over it. Like, love the guy. Love the player, Aaron Rodgers. Love Aaron Rodgers, the player. But... This season, man, I don't know. He hasn't looked like himself. I know he's had the injury, but fam, then you walking off the field with Cobb, y'all holding hands arm in arm, 
and it's camera and you know camera walking you back you're gonna push the camera out your face don't push the camera out your face man no don't don't do that take that camera light take that camera spotlight take it you lost again at home you did it again you did it again and we talk about the Packers as a whole off of Rodgers fam I don't know Matt LaFleur Running an end around to Alan Lazard, I <laughs> your slowest receiver, that just makes no sense to me. I don't get it. Making Crosby kick that long field goal when you know, come on, fam. Then you come out after the game, you talking about, you know, in your last press conference, you're talking about, yeah, I have full confidence. All of, You know, everybody's going to be back, everybody, including um, what's the damn defensive coordinator name? I don't even remember Burrow's name off the top of my head. I'm so pissed off at him. Talk about goddamn, goddamn Greg Roman so long. Um, what the hell is uh, what the hell is the Packers defensive coordinator's name? Damn, I'm having a serious mental blockage right now. What's Buddy's name, bro? What is Buddy's name? Packers defensive coordinator. What is Buddy's name? Oh man, this is sad. Goddamn Joe Barry. Joe Barry, bro. Public enemy number one. Public enemy number one. He he is the problem. He will pay for his crimes as well. The same place that Greg Roman needs has to go. That's where Joe Barry needs to go. Prison. I just don't understand that the play calling on the defensive side for the Packers and for Matt Lafleur to stand by that and think that's okay. Okay, fam. Well, when it's all said and done, you probably gonna lose your job behind him as well. Same thing with Harbaugh. Y'all don't have the. The, the stones to get rid of these guys, well, all of y'all can go. That's how I feel about it. And I like Matt LaFleur, but fam, these playoff losses and these big games that you've been losing, it's nasty. What is happening at the crib, it's nasty. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But I know, Um, congratulations, man. Shout out to Dan Campbell and the Lions. They, they came out and they played football. Offense and defense, the play calling that 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 uh third and forever, when they did a little the shoots and ladder type of play, oh my god, that's that's whoo, that's how you win, that's how you know that the Lions wanted the the Packers home more than the Packers wanted to go to the playoffs. They wanted to eliminate the Packers more than the Packers wanted to win. That's how I felt. I felt like the Lions came out and let it all hang out. They played like they had uh, a playoff run to play for. They played much harder than the Packers did. Much harder. And the Packers ought to be ashamed of themselves because of it. Play calling sucked. Effort just didn't feel like it was there. Got got Aaron Jones again, man, putting the ball on the carpet in a big spot. It's fifth fumble of the year. I, I can't defend that. I can't defend that. I can't. So, I don't know where the Packers go from here, man. I mean, it starts with the Rodgers thing. It's like, all right, well, you're going to let him go. Are you going to retire? Are you going to come back at this point? Figure it out. And if he does come back, y'all better go try to trade for D-Hop. Do something. Figure it out. Because if y'all come back with these same receivers next season and y'all already know Lazard and already said he's not coming back, good luck, man. Love Christian Watson, but Dobbs ain't it. Cobb, he need to go sit his ass down. Y'all need to go get that man some receivers. If you're going to come back, do that. Y'all rolling with Jordan Love, go get Jordan Love some receivers. 
I really don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm over it, though. I do know that. Um, let's wrap it up. Talk about the game tonight. And then I'll get you guys out of here. So, do you guys think that Tom Brady has another Super Bowl run left in him? This may be his last one with the, the Bucks, because he will be a free agent this offseason. Um, I'm sure the Bucks are interested in bringing him back, but there are other teams out there that probably probably are also interested in bringing Tom in, like the Raiders. But do you guys think that Tom Brady, honestly, has one more run left in him? I mean, you look around the NFC. The only team right now that I would be scared of are the 49ers. And they blew Tom and the Bucks out. They blew them out. 35-7 last time he played back in December. But I think about what's going to happen tonight. I don't see the Bucks losing tonight. Don't see it happening. Don't see it. Don't see it. I just don't see you, Tom, going home this early, especially at home to a, Buck, uh, a Cowboys team that has been just full of question marks, especially the back half of the season. Don't see them losing tonight. So that would set up for a matchup this weekend against Brock Purdy and the 49ers who are red hot. And if you think Tom will get swept by Mr. Irrelevant, I just don't see that. So then you're dealing with the Giants or the Eagles in the championship game against Tom. And I don't know, man. I, I, I really just think it's laid out. The way it looks, man, Tom could make another run at it this year. He could. He really could. I, I, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, you guys had multiple opportunities to keep this man out of the playoffs, and y'all still let him in. Not only did you let him in, you let the Bucks win their division, even though it was a terrible season, honestly, by his standard and the Bucks standards. But the playoffs, are it's a new season, man. And y'all know the way Tom gets down in the playoffs. It's just you can never count him out. You can't count them out. You can't. And, I mean, look at the – they're already showing us the stats. Undefeated against the Cowboys. He talked about it. He knows about it. Tom Brady, career playoff wins, 35. Cowboys franchise playoffs wins, 35. 7-0 all the time against the Cowboys. He knows this, man. He knows these numbers. If y'all think Tom not trying to make it 8-0 and 36 tonight, you're crazy. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I think about the type of things that the Cowboys, I'm excuse me, that the Bucks need, you know, to happen. They got to get Lenny rolling. They got to get the running game rolling. Obviously, you get Ryan Jensen back on your line. That helps you a lot for that. And then you got Mike Evans, Godwin. Fam, it's possible. It's very possible. I think, obviously, they got to get through the Cowboys tonight. And the Cowboys have been a good team, but I just don't know if I trust Dak Prescott on the road in the playoffs, especially after what we saw against the Bucks earlier this year. The, the, the Tom already beat them. I don't think Tom's concerned about them. I don't. And, you know, I don't know how healthy Tony Pollard is, but I know they're going to need him this evening. I know that Zeke is going to have to run as hard as he can. But, you know, I know they're going to show up to work, possibly. But if we go back and look at the stats from that game, when they saw each other earlier this year, let's go back and look at that. What was that? Week one, yeah, they kicked the season off. Final score, 19-3, the Bucks won. Tom Brady, 
18 to 27, 212 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Leonard Fournette, 21 carries, 127 yards. That's a formula right there. You gotta you gotta run the ball. You have to run the ball. You have to. Gotta run the ball. Mike Evans, five catches, 71 yards, touchdown. If they get the ball rolling, get the ground game going, like they did week one. Yeah. They're they're in they're in for a good night. They're in for a good night. You look at what Dak did. Uh, 14 to 29, 134 yards in an interception. Um, Zeke, 10 carries, 52 yards, zero touchdowns. Tony Pollard, six carries, eight yards. It's not going to get the job done. It's not going to get the job done. That night, Noah Brown was the lead receiver. Uh, Dalton Schultz led the team in receptions that night as well. That's not going to get the job done. It's not. It's not. It's not going to get the job done. I honestly... I'm looking at it, man. I, I really think the Bucks are going to win tonight. I'm picking the Bucks. Uh, final score, hmm, thinking what twenty four, maybe twenty four to six, man. I don't. I just don't see the Cowboys putting up a lot of points tonight, man. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried, man. I don't know what Dak is going to do, but I know he is going to throw at least two interceptions tonight. That I can say. That I can say honestly, man. Is it, the way it's looking, I think Tom Brady has an opportunity. To make one more run at it this year. Don't know what's in store for him next season. I know he wants to come back. But I think that if he wants to make a legit Super Bowl run. This will be the year to do it. I think it's all laid out in front of him. I think this Bucks team can beat the 49ers. And they can beat the Eagles. And then they can beat the Giants. And I think it starts tonight with beating the Cowboys. So yeah I'm rolling with Tom man. The GOAT. Rolling with Tom tonight. And the rest of the playoffs on the NFC side. So yeah that's what, that's what I got for that. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'll be back on Saturday. Make sure you tap into that. Make sure you go listen to episode 193 as well. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Uh, make, sure you guys, make sure you guys repost, retweet, like, all that good stuff, and actually listen to this episode. Share it. Enjoy it. Um, send it to your friends, your brothers, your sisters, your mothers, everybody that you love. Send it to them. Let them hear this. All right? Um, thank you guys for tuning in once again. We are on the road to episode 200. Um, I'll be back Saturday. Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back for episode 195. Um, and for the 194th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been Electrified.